Ooh, this is AOK Radio, your go-to place for a little escape. Inner child, current child, adults, come on down for an easy listen. This is I Escape signing off. Whoever and wherever you are, welcome. The escape begins right now. What's up? This is AOK Radio signing on, and I hope you guys are having a phenomenal day or night whenever you're listening to this. And I wanted to give a quick update, too, about the Mass Effect retrospective series for the trilogy that I'm doing. So I'm trying to find the right balance between going between the Shepard that I'm doing the series on and the Shepard that I'm just immersing completely (laughs) so the way i do these episodes for the retrospective is at least for mass effect i got to do that for kingdom hearts as well so i can have it more thorough and not forget (laughs) as many things as i do so just as an update of what i'm doing with that series is i have uh my female shepherd that i'm playing through and she is the one i'm doing the retrospective on and i have my male uh, shepherd Um, Well, these are just two of the many different Shepherds I play as, but these are like the two most, the top three. So I still have my third one I got to do eventually. But um, with my male Shepherd, he's the first one I started with. And I just finished actually yesterday, uh, I just finished the campaign of Mass Effect 2. I still have to go back and do some of the side missions. And I'm actually close to platinuming the game. So I'm very excited about that. I'm about 93%. I just have to finish... um, I just have to finish the two DLCs. Um, what, what are they called? Oh, man, that's embarrassing. <laughs> Why am I always forgetting stuff? I got to take more notes when I do these particular episodes, man. Um, so the Arrival DLC, and I also have Overlord. So I have to do those. I wanted to wait until after the game to do those. Just to kind of have them more accurately in the timeline that they're meant to be played, or so that I believe. And then I have the trophy where I just land on five planets that I found by uh, scanning. So just those, uh, what are they called? The anomalies. So I just have to do that, and I platinum the game, which is phenomenal. Because I guess Mass Effect 2 is going to be the first game I platinum. That's going to be awesome, because I've never got a chance to platinum the other games, because their trophy lists were a bit too difficult for me. Um, as we've talked about in previous episodes where I compared the trophy list of the two. Unfortunately, Legendary Edition is a bit more kindly <laughs> to your average gamer such as myself. So, but yeah, I just wanted to give an update on that. There are more episodes coming soon. I just wanted to immerse a bit more freely in two before I jump back to one because um, if you didn't realize, what I do is so to have all those thorough things I talk about with one um, I have to pause the game every so often, take a lot of notes on what's said, what I'm thinking, what I think Shepard is thinking, and all that good stuff, and then I continue playing. Whereas if I'm playing with my male Shepard, I just play. <laughs> you know, I get to actually immerse and fully enjoy the game. So, but yeah, just finding that balance. And I do appreciate your patience for that. I know uh, a lot of people will look forward to those episodes. I do too. Um, out of the couple videos I do on this podcast right now the retrospective series with Kingdom Hearts and Mass Effect are my favorite ones I do and I, I always I always have a the highest regard it's like that, that's what I look forward to too oh there goes my phone going off <laughs> um, but yeah those are the ones I look forward to doing the most so just to keep in with the collection of um, episodes I plan on doing I wanted to go down the list and get this one out the way because I've been wanting to do it for a while. And that's talking about the indoctrination theory. Now, for uh, the longest time, ever since it was first introduced back during uh, like 2012 or so when when 3 first dropped and everybody was kind of in an uproar over the ending and people were trying to piece together what it was and making a sense of it. And then, of course, after uh, after the director's cut, or extended cut came out it was made a bit more i guess tasteful in the in the gamers and the communities line of sight but we still me personally it's still not my ideal ending and 
it's just one of those things I have to accept because until four comes out and see what is done with four, maybe it'll rectify, bring more closure that I hope to have with three. If not, that's fine. It's for what we got with the extended cut. We still got a lot of great things. And at the end of the day, there's always your personal headcanon. So I'm very happy about that. And um, so for those who may not know, which would be surprising if you're, you know, a massive fan, but maybe you're new to the series. You never know. So the indoctrination theory is basically talking about how, especially in three and towards the end of the game, the choices that you're given are you either choosing to overcome and be victorious over the indoctrination of the Reapers, or depending on if you choose another ending, like if you choose control or synthesis, that is you succumbing to the indoctrination, whereas if you do destroy, that's you overcoming it. And that's the that's the loose... Uh, very in a nutshell definition of what the indoctrination theory is. There's a whole couple hour breakdown videos on YouTube um, that a user did. I forget his name, but if you just look up indoctrination theory, you'll find him on YouTube. And he broke it down. Like, I thought a lot of it was really good, especially when you think of scenes where you deal with the kid. You have you run into the kid through multiple times in the game. And when you talk to the star child or the catalyst, as he's told, what form does he take? He takes the form of the kid. Who do you have all these nightmares? Who Who is involved in these reoccurring nightmares that you have throughout three? The kid. And then you have these scenes, th- this visual in the nightmare that's likened, that's actually foreshadowed by the Ragni of what they saw, what they heard, what they experienced, I should say, when they were getting, when they were dealing with indoctrination. So there were many scenes like this that were described in the game that made a lot of people think, what if the indoctrination was true and maybe it was a dropped idea? Um, I know one ending was the, uh, what's it called? The uh, dark energy ending that was inevitably dropped from three that was foreshadowed just a little bit. It was it was referenced just a handful of times in Mass Effect 2. Um, it was mentioned during the Tally recruit mission in 2, and then I believe some Cerberus operatives, I think Miranda and some other people mentioned it as well in 2. It was very loosely talked about, and 3 was supposed to mainly discuss it further, but of course it was dropped. Um, the main writer who wanted to do that ending um, didn't really think it would have been a better ending than what we got. I don't know if I really believe that, but I don't know. Maybe he was just trying to soothe the <laughs> the community a bit more because, I mean, come on. What if he imagined, what, 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 imagine if he came out and said, yeah, I mean, my ending might have been better, but I don't really know for sure. Or instead of saying, guys, I really don't know if my ending would have been better. It wasn't completed. So, you know, there's, and then there was a, a rumor I heard that, the original ending got leaked so they had to like rush together and fix another one and that kind of makes sense because mass effect 3's development was the most rushed but i don't know there's a lot of things i've seen up in the air there's not really much too concrete except for the fact that bioware confirmed two major things with the ending of three if you choose the destroy ending shepherd lives and most likely that's the canonical ending but if um there's that and then there's the indoctrination theory that was um, said by Bioware that it's not true, unfortunately, because reasons. But I wanted to go into this article, see what they're talking about, see what they have to offer as regards to why it's not true. I mean, honestly, Bioware simply stating it's not true is honestly good enough. Um, But you never know what they may try to do with four. I mean, they said they were never going to go back to the Milky Way galaxy. And they, they said this was the end of Shepard's journey. When we went to Andromeda, look what happened. <laughs> they, I mean, they kind of had their arms twisted <laughs> at this point. So it's like, eh, who knows what's really still, nothing's really written in stone anymore from what they said years ago. So going into this article, it says, one of the most prolific fan theories for Mass Effect has once again been discredited by Bioware. 
though the developer does seem to have an appreciation for how fans have developed the interpretation. Often referred to as the indoctrination theory, the idea comes from the strange nature of the original Mass Effect trilogy's ending, with many fans building a new narrative around the surreal events. As much as fans enjoy the theory that uh, Mass Effect writer Chris Helper, who worked specifically on the ending to the series, has once again shot the idea down in an interview with The Gamer. And Helper's own words about Bioware's intentions when writing the strange events that added the series, or that ended the series, he says, and I quote, we weren't that smart. Oof. <laughs> Yikes. Why, though? Because, I don't know, just, there's a lot of things up in the air about that. Because when, when I'm thinking about this, I know with thinking of the, the perfect ending for a series is hard. There's so much riding on it, There's especially after how one ended so great, two ended phenomenally. And, I mean, it's that the endings still give, give me goosebumps to this day. Like, when I beat Mass Effect 2 the other day, I, you know, I see... All my, uh, I see all my friends, my teammates, all just prepping, just kind of finishing things off after the ending. They're all together. They're all looking at me like, yeah, we whooped some butt back there. And then Joker gives me this um, little tablet that shows me some information of the Reaper ships. And then you see Shepard is looking out into the into the the endless depth, just thinking. <sighs> We won the battle, but we did not win the war. Not yet. And then you hear that epic music. You see the Reapers just on their way to the Milky Way galaxy. And then it just cuts off. And, you, and before it cuts off, you just see all of these ships. Hundreds of thousands of ships just emerging out of dark space. You just see them coming into the light of what's emanating from the Milky Way. And it's just like... Ooh, we barely were able to take on one ship. <laughs> oh man, this is crazy. And being able to end three with making, because you have to remember too, they have to keep the, they, they were trying to juggle the fact that, you know, everyone's not going to play the same shepherd. There are going to be people who maybe agree with Cerberus's methods with um, not necessarily as close to Cerberus's methods where they were so, um, not a, yeah, aggressive. I mean, let me rephrase that. I mean, there are a lot of renegade decisions that would make you think, yeah, there honestly probably were people who played Shepard who had idealistic views like Cerberus. I'll, I'll say it like that. Or there were people who were neutral. It may have been swayed to either or depending on um, the fact that, oh, it's my choice now. It's not it's not Anderson's, it's not ha uh, Hackett's, it's not the elusive man. I have the choice now. And based off of what I've all, what I've learned throughout my journey, maybe I can make the difference that they haven't, that they may not be able to because they didn't have the same journey I did. I was the one that brought together the whole universe, the whole galaxy together, I should say, to fight this threat. I have the knowledge, I have the wisdom to make this choice. Can I do it? So it's... To, to have that thought process of making sure that you stay true to the Mass Effect um, the Mass Effect build of making sure that you have a choice and it feels like you're Shepard through and through and that you would make this choice if you just had the one choice where it's like okay boom it's exploded we're done Reapers are destroyed which mind you majority of people do choose destroy let's be honest um, it's just one of those things where Either way, they had to make sure that they made as many of the community as happy as possible. They're they're ending the trilogy. It's such a great run, and it's so good, despite the ending, that every most people say that the true ending isn't those last isn't that last hour. The true ending is the entire game, and that makes up for what we got at the end, at least to a degree. So there's that there. So continuing in on the article is the theory. Oh, actually, let me rephrase. Let me go back real quick. I, there's one more thing I wanted to finish off with. So real quick, saying that it is a <laughs> those are some big shoes to fill. It, it, the 
the pressure was definitely on for them to make sure they had the right ending. And yeah, it is kind of messed up when we have a lot of mods and fans who made better endings compared to like a whole team who's been working closely with this series forever. At the same time, we don't know fully what was going on behind the scenes. And we do know that Mass Effect 3 was rushed, but going into this article, they may talk about it more. So let's continue. Uh, the theory itself suggests that the reasoning for the strange events at the end of Mass Effect 3 is because Shepard had been indoctrinated by the Reapers by the end of the series. And as we know, indoctrination is subtle and everyone is affected by it differently and you know does what they are needed to do. Uh, some cherry-picked evidence from around the rest of the series, and let's see, oh wait, did I read that right? Some cherry-picked evidence from around the rest of the series is often picked up as well to imply that every encounter Shepard has had with different Reapers and the Prothe Prothean Beacon from the first game has slowly chipped away at their mind, which makes sense. Um, as a result, fans have created an entire theory where no matter what ending the player chooses, it's all a part of the Reaper's grander plan to bring Shepard onto their side. According to Helper in the interview, this was never the planned intention of the writers when introducing mm, introducing what when introducing these concepts throughout the original trilogy and surrounding material. However, the Mass Effect writer did mention that the indoctrination theory is still appreciated, and even encourages players to continue writing fan fiction and creating mods out of this interpretation. So while the theory isn't exactly supported by Bioware, the developer can still see the merit in allowing fans to make their world their own through this, un through this unintended way of looking at the events of the series. And that's smart. Bioware, and especially Helper, um, that's appreciated too on their, f in the, on their front because how can you not be, as long as it's something that would make sense in the universe, how would you not be okay with that when you literally are giving us the options to, to mold Shepard the way we see fit within the game's allowance? And when there are things that are currently existing in the game, how can we not think that way? So like what I was saying before with the obvious kind of signs of indoctrination during the nightmare sequences and the kid, the connections with the kid, things like that, it, who, who wouldn't have thought, oh, wait, is he being indoctrinated here? And the sound clips and everything, those are some of the most cursing elements that really made you think this may be a thing but of course Bioware did denounce it but hey there's always headcanon right and like I said it's our own shepherd why why not can why, why can we not have that included in our thing so and even though for who knows what four is going to have and I'm going to go I'm going to come back to that at a few at a, at a little bit here a little later on in the episode or depending on how much is left of this article actually there's not much left of this article so I'll be coming to it in just a few minutes here <laughs> but um there was something regarding that I wanted to talk about because it's something that needs to be addressed in the community and it's just it's a hot it's a hot ticket it's a it may, it's just rough. I'll talk about it here. Let's let's uh, in a minute. Let's talk about this last sentence here. So last paragraph. Uh, so it goes on to finish saying this isn't exactly the first time that Bioware has addressed the indoctrination theory with the deep with the development consistently claiming that this wasn't the intent of the writing. However, with the Mass Effect a legendary edition on the way. It is probably a good idea to keep player expectations tempered for the familiar stands to be upheld with the remastered trilogy. So as the series looks back at the events of the original titles and moves forward with the upcoming Mass Effect currently in development, fans can rest assured that they aren't leading Shepard towards indoctrination, towards being indoctrinated. So that actually makes a lot of sense because that would make a lot of fans mad because one thing about the community is obviously like i said that yes a lot of people do really stand by the destroy ending but when you look at the destroy ending what happens you sacrifice something major by 
defeating the Reapers. You take out every technological advancement in the galaxy. That includes obviously the Reapers. That includes all the technology we rely on from the mass relays, the Citadels. Well, the Citadel's gone regardless, but all our ships, Edie and the Geth. And if you played your cards right, Edie, well, no matter what you do, Edie's going to help you, but the Geth, if you played your cards right and saved the Geth and the Corians, you kind of mess the Corians up <laughs> because the Geth, if you play it right, the Geth are helping the Corians by making their, um, what, what did they do? Talis said they were essentially injecting them with, you know, giving them, uh, shots, essentially giving them those, uh, what are they called? Oh man, why am I, I'm always blanking on a word or two from here and there. That's so annoying. <laughs> It's like a it's like a vaccine almost. It's one of those things where they're introducing their bodies, reintroducing their bodies to these things. So in a few years time, as opposed to like maybe decades to maybe even centuries of going down the line, they're help they're helping the Koreans being able to eventually not have to rely on their suits and can once again not have to. I mean. It's kind of cool that I believe they did talk about it, how some Koreans would actually maybe still wear them in honor or as a tradition because it's so deeply interwoven into their uh, culture at this point. Like where when a Korean gets a suit, it's um, a kind of a mark of uh, a rite of passage, so to speak. So I thought that was actually really cool. But I, I like to think that while they may still wear the suits, they're not they won't be bound to them anymore. Like it'll be, you know, they'll still be their space travel suits and they may even um, update them so they don't have to be so, super reliant on them. Cause you don't, you know, you don't want to, uh, what's it called? You don't want to re regress your immune system after working so hard to, you know, get it back. And now with that, you have to re remember too, that with, with what um, Hackett says during that ending, he says, we can always rebuild nothing. And he didn't say this part, but it's like, if you can rebuild everything, then nothing's really truly lost. I mean, to be fair, yes, the, the Edie that we know, the Geth that we know are most likely gone for good, unless there's maybe some backup uh, server somewhere that could have avoided being disrupted, but it's highly unlikely that would have happened. But the tech the the once they repair the systems like if you're able to repair the ship and make it go again it's it stands to reason that Edie would still be able to function again a part of the ship and same with the geth i mean they still have the it's not like the geth or the the systems besides the mass relays and the citadel everything but that everything but those two exploded wait i said that wrong <laughs> The Citadel and the mass relays exploded, but everything else was just decomposed. It was just decommissioned. It was they lost their power. So obviously their systems were fried because it is basically an EMP pulse. But the the technology is still there, and it's not like everyone's going to forget how to fix it. So it, it's I, I feel like it is it is definitely a. a a tall order it's definitely a, a, a it's a it's a hard choice to make but in the long scheme of things it makes the most sense in my opinion but that is my opinion that's my shepherd of course there are many people who still side by the synthesis ending and who side by the control and some even like the fourth ending where you lose but you pass on the technology and what you've learned to the next generation whoever that may be and i always thought that was really cool and it it opens up a lot of scenarios and i can understand why a lot of people would be mad if the indoctrination theory was true because it would favor the control it would favor the destroy ending and it would render the other endings just pretty much quote unquote bad endings because clearly unless you just want to 
experience and have it just a what if fun um fun ending or you know quote unquote fun like oh yeah that was cool to see um no one would really want to go through these endings just to find out no matter what you lose like if you do honestly if you do either of those three endings you win and while two out of three is at the sacrifice of Shepard's life it's for the greater good so in the long run I get why indoctrination theory wasn't um wasn't chosen to be the real thing and who knows maybe they did think it was going to be a thing and they don't want to acknowledge it because they would there, there was enough uproar in the community and they didn't want to make that worse i don't know you, you never know it's it's something that it's 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 a, it's a tough command it's a tough community i should say to please and the term the fans don't always know what they want is something that i think rings true with most communities in some in some regard uh so real quick we're gonna go to the game rant um another game game, game rant article written by rory young published five days five days ago uh mass effect fan spots depressing detail about child from beginning of me3 so as we know, like I said before, this child has an interesting connection to Three and Shepard. And what they, I'm not going to actually read this article, but what they noticed is if you go to the, if you go to the Citadel and you go to that spot where they have all those dedications to people lost or, or missing and all that stuff in, I forget where it is in, this, in the Citadel, but if you go there, um, you will see a picture of Lassie on Earth, and it's a picture of the kid. So, I mean, that would make sense because we only see the kid die in that ship. Obviously, he got separated from his kids or guard or his kids. <laughs> he got, I mean, let's be honest, parents are kids raising kids. You know, we grow up as we raise we we grew up as we grew up with the kids as the kids grew up with us you know what i mean i i, I know what i'm talking about i'm i'm a parent myself i'm i'm a kid at heart too anyway <laughs> um so that's something i never noticed before i thought that was actually really interesting and i mean it makes sense because we we don't know what happened to the kids guardians or or parents Whoever was looking after him, he was for some reason by himself, and no one could have known he got onto that little shuttle before it got blown up. Because I think there were a few people who escaped that shuttle, but most of them were like um, alliance people, if I remember correctly. And then it just gets shot down, like most of the ships that flew away there. So I thought that was actually really wild. But there is um, quite a bit. Uh, Rory has to say about this article, so definitely check it out. Uh, once again, it's called Mass Effect Fan Spots Depressing Detail About Child from Beginning of Mass Effect 3. So if you just look up Mass Effect 3 um, on Game Rant, you'll probably, it'll probably be the, the uh, latest article there. So, yeah, that was pretty wild. Um, so real quick, we're going to take a uh, slight break here from our sponsor, and after that, we will continue with the Mass Effect discussion and dealing and just talking about the community and just how weird and just annoying communities can be sometimes and just addressing it like stuff like this needs to be addressed and just shared and just let people know like some things are just not OK, man. But all right, we'll be right back. All right. And we're back. So. I am a member of a couple different uh, communities on not just Discord, but also on Facebook. So a couple of them range from like, um, well, you know, the big two, Kingdom Hearts, uh, Mass Effect, and a couple other ones like Marvel and DC and whatnot. And with Mass Effect, I like it a lot because there are so many people engaged on it right now. And there have been a lot of really, really interesting uh, topics that people have brought up, uh, just some of them, some ranging from the basic stuff from what kind of shepherd do you play? Uh, what did you choose when this happened or that? 
um, hey, I'm stuck here. How did you guys deal with this? To um, things like, is even is the Legendary Edition even worth it? Strange enough, one person was complaining how, um, I think they said one, or no, I think they said two was like super glitchy for them. And I thought, that sucks for you. Like they said it was like worse than the original. And I thought, that's really weird because I've only encountered maybe like two or three glitches the whole time I played the original. And then this time playing two, I've only... I don't think I've even encountered a glitch this time around, which is kind of funny. And to put it into perspective again, I can't ever emphasize this even more. When um, Josh played with me, um, when, when we were, um, when he was playing the trilogy on um, my PlayStation, when we were doing that marathon run, he ran into more glitches in the first game than I have ever experience through the whole trilogy on multiple runs including multiple runs put together and it's just weird like everyone's gonna for some reason deal with different experiences but I mean it makes sense because the program being run different times of course it may run differently from time to time it's it's a program at the end of the day so sometimes it's gonna be misread or just not work it's just computers <laughs> not even computers can be perfect so one thing i realized is that people got some sticks up their butts like someone peed in their cereal like the I, oh man it's just whenever you say something they don't like they're just like no forget you you suck and just all this stuff and i, I get it that's nothing new to the internet but Man, really? <laughs> so, this one's really not that bad, honestly. And who knows? He was probably trolling me. I don't know. But I just had to address it because I'm like, dude, really? Like, I was expecting some interesting conversations, some, like, intellectual, like, type stuff. Not, like, some little baby rant and something, you know, obviously you're taking out some random frustration on because you're upset about something. I don't know. Maybe you just... He didn't. He had a diaper rash or something. I don't know. But anyway, so um, the question was by a random person on, on Facebook just asking, what do you expect or what would you just like to see in Mass Effect 4? And, you know, th I wasn't really thinking of stuff I wanted to truly see because what I what I experience may not be a good enough experience for everyone it may not be good for the mass effect um the way the mass effect games work where i like the multiple routes that's why i'm able to do so many runs of it and enjoy it differently each time because i've done different shepherds where i'm a, a renegade paragon male or a renegade and paragon female and i just do these different scenarios within reason because there is just some choices I, I just can't make but it's fun being able to experience that but you know some things i'm i may want to see in the game may not be able to work because of the the method that they make to have these alternate choices to make and let's be honest the with the whole magnitude of how these games or how the, how three ended there's only there's really not much they can do with, in my opinion, there's not much they really can do with going to the fourth game without having to make a choice with what en ending they're going to follow. And that's my idea. I honestly think, especially based on how the trailer looked, I'm pretty convinced they chose Destroy to be the canon ending, at least as far as this storyline goes. And my idea of that is I'm cool with that because destroy is my major uh, choice. That's my that's my canonical choice. But I I can appreciate the other endings, too. I think they have some really interesting storylines that expand the universe even more. And that's the cool thing about the series is it's always been choice. You know, no shepherd is really canon you know some choices are canon but or let me rephrase that 
each shepherd is canon to ourselves because those shepherds are ourselves or a piece of ourselves. So only certain choices in the game can be made canon so the story can actually have some tangibility and actually be able to progress and not be a crazy, endless seam of things, excluding, you know, what we can make as a shepherd, uh, the choices as shepherd, I should say. So going with this, I kind of was just spitballing. Um, and this was an idea that I thought would be actually really cool, but I was still kind of eh about it because I figure I'm sure they'll have something really cool to do. But I was kind of basing it off of the idea that I think is going to happen. I, part of me kind of thinks Shepard is going to be retrieved by Liara because it's like, why else would she dust off that N7 logo? I know a lot of people don't watch Shepard to come back. And I get it. Um, But to me, it feels weird having... I know Liara's like, it's going to be... I think it's just going to be weird regardless of what whatever we get. But... I think just because a lot of people just were like, yeah, Shepard's... I think because a lot of people were like, yeah, Shepard's dead to me. And even with the destroy ending, even though we see Shepard at the end, it's like, well, I mean, this is cool. You know, we have, we have our closure with, with what a lot of people think. Um, me, personally, I think there's still some more we can have with Shepard and still have it nice because I... Th well, I'll actually go to that here. So... Um, I think Mass Effect 4 could be the true conclusion for Shepard. I kind of, and I'm not reading it word for word. I'm kind of just making it sound better. <laughs> like what I'm saying here is what I wrote, but I'm just switching out a few words. So it just sounds better speaking. So I essentially think, um, Uncharted 4 scenario with Shepard would be really cool where he's trying to retire understandably, but is needed for one true final outing, or at least needs to be involved in some sort of way. And here we can even introduce a child of Shepard. And I mean, let's be honest, who didn't romance a character in their Shepard storyline? I know some people have done some runs solo just because, but most people you talk to, they did like 90%, 95%, honestly. Um, Cause I personally don't know anyone who didn't do a run without romancing anyone um maybe one but just to get to other characters that were romanceable later on so it's like why wouldn't you think of the possibility of Shepard having a kid at some point in the future if, especially well if they survived if you did the canon or <laughs> I'm so uh, that's that's not good I'm already speaking like it's official that the ending is canon it's not who knows for all we know they may f make another ending. You, you never really know. But this is just me spitballing. So I thought it'd be cool to introduce a child of Shepard. Then we can get some some actual closure that I think would be fitting for um, Shepard if they were to bring him back for one more time. Um, hopefully we get to see uh, many of the characters deal with what happened after the fact instead of just watching some slideshows with Hackett narrating. My um, guess is we will be dealing with people who will be trying to use the Reaper tech for their own means because as we saw in the in the trailer with Liara, she's walking by and I think even walking on a dead Reaper. So even if we don't have even if we don't have destroy as the main ending there are still reaper technology out there that were that was destroyed on a couple of the different worlds that could be repurposed because obviously someone's going to want to do that <laughs> especially now that the reaper threat is gone because honestly i wouldn't be surprised if some of the krogan still go against what rex wants and still wants to revolt because dude they're Krogan. I mean, there's every race has varying differences. And I mean, just like humanity, we all have varying, varying uh, opinions, thoughts, whatever. So it stands to reason there's still going to be opposition to be handled after that. Sure, there may be peace for a time, but 
you know, to rebuild. But let's be honest, it's not going to, peace isn't going to last for much long. So, um, what I finished off saying here was, um, most likely resorting and reactivating pieces of the Reaper Tech 2, possibly, um, meaning possibly also the, um, return of indoctrination, making people want to bring the Reapers back, maybe, uh, making a, a smaller versions of them that are able to do things on a different scale, but also be able to create their own, you know, not, not having to resort to harvesting hundreds of thousands of people or beings to do what they want, but instead can do it on a smaller scale and be more like a swarm of almost like the collector things, this collector swarms into almost to, the, it could range from that degree to being pretty much like a collector 2.0 type deal, but more on more just I guess I'll just leave it at that. More like a collector 2.0. I could see something like that happen. Would it be the best route to go? Probably not, but I, it makes you do wonder. And I, I really do wonder what they're going to do. I remember one person talked about how there could be a connection between the Milky Way and the Andromeda Galaxy because they did say they want to connect the two at some point um, deeper than what Andromeda did, which was little, but... You have a whole galaxy of things, and it stands to reason that, yeah, maybe the Reapers are the biggest threat, but they could reintroduce something that um, could come back. There could be just something that the Reapers reawaken during their harvest that we don't know of. There's, I don't know, It's that was a little, that wasn't exactly what I was thinking of, but I was kind of just talking off the top of my head there randomly but i think there's a lot of i don't think we're gonna encounter something as big as the reapers unless it's something maybe along those lines i don't think there's gonna be oh the reapers or maybe the reapers were building something else and that that, that comes back i don't know it's i i really don't know what they're doing and I, I really don't expect it to be something as big as the reapers but i think with what we're left there's still a lot of fun that still could be had and that's why I feel that four would be the best conclusion because you can spend all this time rebuilding the galaxy, going through these issues of um, just f taking out um, things like that. The you know remaining indoctrination, indoctrinated people who are trying to rebuild the Reapers or stuff like that, and it may not have a, such a huge scale as one, two, and three, but for a good reason. It's the, it's the cleanup game. You know what I mean? That way, through that game, they have the time to really stretch out the um, conclusion where you can really have your moments with um, doing things with Garrus, doing things with Tally to, to really help them on their way to do what they really wanted to do after the war. I mean, you could there. There's just so many awesome things you can do. And I think it's, I think that'll be really fun, but I don't, I don't honestly, in the, in the back of my head, I don't think it's going to be a cleanup game because, well, I don't know. Cause I, I'm without a doubt, they're going to want to keep making Mass Effect games and eventually tying in Andromeda, bringing that back is the next step. But I don't, I don't want Mass Effect 5 to be Andromeda. Or at least I don't want it to be solely Andromeda, but that's another topic. I want to I want to revisit that at another point once I have some more things thought up. But uh, let's go back to what this comment was. So I'm not going to talk. I'm not going to mention the dude's name. There's no point. Um, so I think about in that same hour, looks like a few minutes later, he uh, responded to me and said, 10 years and I have never heard anything about it. And now, all of a sudden, everyone wants to canonize, destroy, and make a baby. Why don't you just canonize a gender and an LL2? I don't know what the LL is. I mean, since your Shep is obviously the Shep, with a question mark. So there's no LOLs, there's no emojis, nothing like that to kind of show that he's joking. Um, 
I didn't really want it to turn into an argument. I didn't, I didn't, you know, want any of that negativity. So I just unfollowed the post so I wouldn't get any more notifications. I'm sure he probably did respond because um, I responded back, but it's whatever. So my thought process is, okay, you must be hidden under a rock. Because <laughs> if you follow Mass Effect Media, I'm not saying it's all over the place. But, dude, a lot of times when I see fan art, I can't go like five fan art posts without seeing a baby, like a baby Liara, or not a baby Liara, a, a child between uh, Shepard and Liara, or, or Tally, or even uh, Rex, or Grunt, something like that. It's like there's there's always a baby somewhere. Like that's something I've even in podcasts, like I've listened to that stuff too. I've seen videos talk about it, and. It's just like, are you, it, it's, it, it just blew my mind. Like it, I felt that this guy was just mad because he doesn't like, that's not his ending. He, that's not his ending. So he's kind of upset that everyone wants to canonize the other ending that he didn't choose. And now he's just in an uproar. So I kind of chalk it up to him just taking out his frustration on me, but that's what I mean, and that's why I feel that with four, they're like Andromeda, and even with three, there's just a lot, there's just big shoes to fill, and no matter what they're gonna, no matter what they do, they're gonna anger a portion of the community regardless. Because with the way three ended, most people's shepherds are gone, so. And even with three, most people were just like, yeah, that's that's they, they want their shepherd to end on a good note. They don't want to see their shepherd doing something that's like, yeah, this isn't worth it. It's kind of like the the Master Chief thing. They don't want them just going on and on and on and on where the stories don't mean as much as they once did. They don't want it to. It's the the quality over quantity debate. And I get that. And that's why I feel that I would want for it to be it with Shepard because I want to see I would love to see elements like that play out and when I responded back to this guy was the whole point of being Shepard is also making it who you see yourself as as a story develops there's no telling what could happen next I'm merely sharing an idea I thought was interesting my Shep is canon only to me obviously and my choice was the destroy ending that's why it's included in this post of the uh, plot that I would like to see if they don't go with that route then okay I'm still gonna play it and I bet I'll still enjoy it what story they tell and that's what I left that at. so but yeah I just thought like it's it just it's just wow to to hear this guy uh talk about that and let me go back to that post real quick I lost my place here oh no Where, where'd it go where'd it go ah! okay there it is so, yeah, I think it just I think it just comes down to that, just him being upset about the idea of these things happening and how so many people are going with an idea that he doesn't want to happen. And that's the problem that they set with three. And that's why I mean, that's it's obvious why they went to Andromeda so they could just leave the ending as it was. So no matter what shepherd you chose whatever ending you chose it can exist how it was and we can start a whole new thing fresh in andromeda and leave that as it is no matter what shepherd you choose it's yours and you can play andromeda and not have to worry oh how is it going to affect it now going into four everyone's wondering everyone's upset because they're now scared or maybe not scared but more so just upset that the ending i chose is voided now it's just a what if it's 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 been thrown away it's unfortunately no longer quote unquote canon that a lot of people tend to um be very serious about which makes sense because we want to know what the truth what the true story is nothing that's fake and that is a sad realization that people have to come to terms with no matter what decision is made with four. Will they continue with destroy? Who knows? Will it maybe be, will, is the trailer a fake out? Is it, is it a total fake out? Is it just showing us that, Hey, 
we're continuing Mass Effect. I mean, for all we know, 4 could continue with Liara being in her matriarch, and this N7 is just another friend of hers. Maybe it's a new lover. We don't know. It, it may not continue Shepard's story. I mean, honestly, with the Reapers being there, it probably is, but it, it may, it honestly may just be them saying, hey, we're still continuing Mass Effect. We're going to bring it back to the Milky Way because there's more story to develop and we want to build back Andromeda, but we know right now that's not the best place to restart. So, but yeah, I mean, I, I think to the best way to handle this, and this is honestly the best way I think to handle a Mass Effect, um, TV show, which is awesome because they're actually uh, working on a TV show, I believe, for Netflix. And it's not going to follow Shepard. It's going to follow uh, someone else and their team, which I don't remember much about it, but I'm very, very excited for it. I'm hoping it's an animation. I don't really want a live action because I'm worried that the budget will be so big that they won't be able to um, match it. But I mean, I feel like if they... If they had like, I don't know, I, I just don't want to see them use so much money and they, they blow it out of proportion and they're not able to compensate for it. And it has to be canceled because I, I always worry about that kind of stuff, especially with how Terra Nova, no, no, wow, I could not talk, Terra Nova happened. But I mean, if they do things like how the Mandalorian does it, where they just have just the way they film certain things with how they did their backgrounds and all that stuff, um, not as expensive and you can make a lot of beautiful environments on just a screen you know like i think it was like a a spherical screen or something like that so everyone didn't have to work on just a green screen all the time or not just a not a complete green screen but um between making all the characters i mean there's i feel like doing the animated way would be the best route to do and i don't know if I don't know if I'd want to see a 2D or 3D. What would you, what do you guys think? I think going a 2D route would be great because I miss 2D animation. I think that's something that needs to come back. And I'm really excited for the uh, for the new TV show. And it makes sense. It, it, it's definitely safer not to go a Shepard route. Um, I think that's probably why they didn't do a movie. Because I think when they were trying to do the movie, 3 had come out. And there was the uproar of the ending, and they were like, okay, we're just going to shelve this for now. And then over time, they probably thought, you know, they they wanted to be careful with what Shepard they chose. And regardless of what Shepard they choose, even if they, because my idea was if they do like a, if they do like a, what's it called? A, a poll of what Shepard would, what version of Shepard would be the most wanted to see on screen and choose from there. I'm sure there's going to be a big portion for one, while the others are, you know, large too, but not as much. It's, you know, think of all those other people who wanted that other version of Shepard and don't get it. You're, regardless of what you say, or regardless of what you do, it's always going to be a um, something that just upsets the community. And at the same time, it's like, hey guys, just be happy you're getting content. And it's not like they're saying your Shepard doesn't exist. You know, your shepherd still exists in their own right, in their own canonicity. Is that the right word? Canonicity? Or is it just canonicity? Canonical? Whatever. And I think that's something that people need to realize, is that your shepherd still exists. Whether or not you, whether or not a single ending is made canon in the fourth game, which obviously I think one ending has to be made canon. I don't think they're going to be able to make all three They'd have to do such a huge overhaul of dialogue, uh, graphics, and all this stuff to make all three like make sense. It, like all three interchangeable, interchangeable in the game. So I think the best route to go is just to make one ending canonical, and that is the the thing. And I'm a little biased because I'm sure if I'm odds are they're gonna make the ending. Um, destroy and that's my favorite but even like I said the end in my comment there regardless of what they do I'm sure I'm going to enjoy it to some degree and still just be happy that we're going to be coming back to the Milky Way galaxy and we get to see characters like Liara even if she's the only new or even if she's the only returning character that's still something 
and she's one of my top favorites, so, and either way, too, the other characters got their happy endings, I mean, well, almost everyone, I'm sure Morden would have wanted to, you know, live a little longer, but he went out like a champ, he went out saving the Krogan, so, that was an ending fitting for him, but anyway, yeah, I, I, that's something that people, I, I get the frustration at the end of the day, because, canosity i'm gonna just stick with that word that is important to a lot of people it's important to me i for instance with like um i'm not gonna mention star wars because that's a can of worms right there um but i i love star wars i'm just gonna throw it out there but um another another example i can use is dragon ball so all the dragon ball movies excluding the last three um Resurrection F, Battle of Gods, and Broly. You know, those are canon to the uh, to the actual series. But the, all the ones before that are um, in an alternate reality, uh, another timeline. So it's a bummer that, you know, you think of these characters like, um, uh, like the original Broly or the fact that you have, um, what was it? You have Broly, you have um, Bojack, you have Harutagarn. You have all these cool, or in, um, oh, what is his name? Dude, I'm mad I keep forgetting these names. Um, one of my favorite uh, villains, too, Janemba. Um, you know, these, these villains, they exist in Dragon Ball lore, but it's separate from the canon. You know, they... It's not something you're going to see the characters reference in the anime unless it's like just a random Easter egg. Um, but I mean, there's always a chance they could be introduced in the anime. I mean, look at uh, Broly, for instance. He came back and he was retooled. And honestly, I think that's my favorite version of Broly. So there's and there's other versions of that, too, that made it from the movies into the series. And with Super coming back. And Dragon Ball seemingly not going anywhere anytime soon. It's likely to say that over time, these characters, I mean, there's no, there's no telling what characters can be made canon. And it makes it cooler because it's just, it's just a nice feeling knowing that this is something that truly exists. It's the, 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 the thought of something actually existing in the, the story. You know, nothing that's alternate. So I, I, I full-heartedly understand people's frustration with the choice. But being able to immerse yourself in the game, the game's universe again, being able to interact with most likely fun new characters, being able to just do another adventure, even if it is with Shepard, you know, we get a chance to have just to get a chance to experience another adventure in the mass effect universe and being able to get closure with a lot of things we may not have gotten before you know imagine getting a chance to go to the krogan home road after the krogan have start, started to rebuild it imagine being able to go to the korean home world that's also at peace and all this stuff but we obviously have to go to some planets and have fights and stuff. But imagine being able to go to Earth and just go through London and just seeing all these awesome things happening. But yeah, I get it. There's, it still has to be conflict, like I was saying before, too. But it's just there's so much more fun things to be had. And I get that ending things at the right time so things don't drag on is important. And that's why I'm going to close it on this. That's why I think four needs to be a different game. I don't, I, th I don't think it needs to be something as grand on the level of how the original trilogy is. I think four has to be something different unless they just found out something crazy cool they can do to make it as big again. But I feel they need to at least add a big portion of it. Um, being a closer for Shepard and have someone else take the ma the mantle as he retires. So that way, everyone, all, all the people whining about Shepard coming back, and I'm not saying everyone's whining about Shepard, uh, how they don't want Shepard to come back. 
I'm saying the people who are just being mean to people who want him to come back and just are like, oh, he shouldn't come back. That'd be poor writing if, or, you know, all this negativity. Um, I'm talking to those people. Those people are whining. The people, the people who are like, yeah, I mean, I don't really want Shepard to come back. I, I just want some different stories with new characters. That's, that's understandable. I get that. That's fine. But yeah, uh, there's, I, I hope this episode made sense. Right. I rambled for a, l- a long time, but I wanted to make sure I got my thought process across and really nail, put the nail on the head of how important it is the the direction they're going and how, regardless of where it goes, we should be thankful that we are still getting content. And for all we know, they could do Shepard a much greater justice than what we got and i'm not saying he didn't or she didn't get justice but i'm saying there could be more amazing things that shepherd has yet to experience that we may not have ever gotten to experience had not for been made the way it currently is but it's all up in the air who knows so i will leave it at that and i hope you enjoyed this episode um I want to talk more about it, but I feel like it's something I need to come back to just to get my mind right on what other opportunities could be had. I still stand by the fact that Uncharted 4, I think, is the best way to go. Um, not necessarily, like I said, you know, not necessarily have it exactly like that where you play as Shepard the whole game, then you play as the kid for the last segment. No, I think playing as the kid, like, through most of the game like three fourths of the game you play a shepherd at the beginning i think would be really fun and i'm not saying kill him off or anything i'm saying he's just like you know what i'm good you know i'll mentor you kind of like how anderson is like he'll mentor and do things from the back but it's like dude i'm old i can't really do as much as i used to but i'm i mean shepherd's not really anderson's age but he's not a spring chicken anymore and it's safe to say after what happened at the end of three, he's probably not really good for the same type of service he's been doing before. <laughs> so there we have it. All right. So um, I did change my username on Instagram. So it's no longer i.escape.i. It's actually I am dot I escape on Instagram. So if you want to send me some messages regarding um, your thoughts on what um, SF4 could entail, um, let me know. Uh, let me know what kind of ending you chose. If you chose destroy, control, synthesis, whatever. I mean, I said this time and time again. My first original choice was synthesis, and I thought it was awesome. And even with the indoctrination theory, I like both sides. I like how it it how it could be indoctrination theory, and I also like how it could just be synthesis. It could just be truly a merging of both synthetic and um regular organics i like the idea that if you're if you choose to control the the reapers you literally are controlling the reapers and choose to rebuild the galaxy under this huge armada of guardians it's just like imagine what kind of peace you would have in the galaxy controlling the reapers like that's insane (laughs) so I'm not saying any of the endings are bad. I'm just saying I like control more because of Shepard lives for one as he is or she is. And I know that Shepard gets to live on as he or she seems fit. And granted, yeah, technically the sacrifice is also, you know, with synthesis and, and control is also how he or she seems fit because that was their choice. But that's neither here nor there. You get what I mean. So it's really cool. And yeah, just remember, just because it's not canon doesn't mean it's still not, it's not any less real to you. Bioware just wanted to go a different, just wanted to go a certain route and they can't integrate every story that they originally had. So just think of it of like a multiverse. Your shepherd is on one side of the multiverse. The shepherd that they may bring back in four is on another it's as simple as that so that is it mass effect from the beginning has been a multiverse because we're able to choose and build our own shepherd and if 
I, it just baffles me that people don't want to agree with that, that, and that I was accused that my shepherd was the only, that I was like, oh yeah, my shepherd's the only shepherd. No, I never thought that. Sheesh. So yeah, I'm, I'm rambling again. All right, guys. Hope you enjoyed this episode. Um, if you did, let me know. I'd love to hear it, whether it's on Instagram or on uh, Gmail with the subject, of course, if it's by Gmail, AOK Radio. All right. So until the wind hits our sails yet again, I will see you in the next escape. And until then, this is AOK Radio signing off. Ooh, another chapter concludes. If you enjoyed this episode, please be sure to help support it by leaving a rating if possible, subscribing and sharing the podcast with others. That way more people can see it, whether it's either from you or in their suggestion feed. And if you leave a review on the show, you'll get a shout out in the next episode. But due to my podcasts being available, not just on multiple platforms, but multiple countries to ensure I see a rating, uh, either send me a, an email with the subject AOK Radio or messaging me on Instagram, which is i.escape.i. So my social medias, my other social medias, I should say, and other projects like I Believe in Monsters, my short story narrations and more are linked in the show notes below. And feel free to message me with any suggestions for future episodes. And if you ever want to be featured on one as well to talk about whatever subject, Hit me up there as well. Special shout out for Emac for uh, producing the beat. Always love you. That is used as my outro and the song featured in my EP Canvas District. The intro song used is titled The Unstoppables, produced by me. A link to all those is also in the show notes. This is AOK Radio, signing off. There is always more to seek. So, Go forth and seek it.